This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to the War Room. After doing this for eight hours yesterday, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, thank you very much, Parker, for giving me my mark. I hit it a minute early. Can we give a big shout out to Dr. Robert Malone? Okay, Dr. Malone, starting, what, Friday and Sunday or Saturday and Sunday? Friday and Sunday, we're going to have the Concurrent International Crisis Summit, which will begin at about 8.30 or 9 tomorrow morning be held in the Cherry Blossom Room, which is that great big conference room that's right over there as you walk through. And uh, we'll be holding it uh, on Friday, all day. And this is not just focused on COVID, it's also focused on the WHO, the globalism agenda, uh, the international health regulations, all of this stuff that's Are going on. Are we gonna on. get out of the WHO? Uh, that's a good question, and the answer is what happens whether or not Mr. Trump gets elected. So it's all down to what happens in the presidential election as far as wow. I'm concerned. Wow, you don't think we can fight it in the House? or we don't? I thought in May we had to get out of this treaty. If we don't get out of this treaty in May, they're going to already take our sovereignty, aren't they're, they? The way I hear it from Ron Johnson is that uh, Biden doesn't care. It's not going to go to an election, and the uniparty is going to allow this to just slide through and be approved. They're not going to call it a treaty, and Biden's just going to basically run it straight through. Okay, 8.30 tomorrow, who are the types of speakers? I'm sure this audience has most of their books and most of what's going on. What, what, what is the... Uh, what, can we just play another commercial while we go? Thank you, guys. Um, who's, who's there? <laughs> Cameron! Denver, excuse me, Memphis. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to work through this, baby. The people that are going to be here for the conference is both Friday and Sunday? That's correct. So it's and all who, day who, Sunday. And who are the type of people? So it's all day Friday. So if so, you guys haven't got enough work done through Saturday, you can stick around an extra day Sunday and grind through. Who are you going to have here? So this time with this, instead of the International COVID Summit, it's the International Crisis Summit. Before, it's always been physicians and scientists talking about the nuance of the disease. This time we have politicians like Roos, Christine Anderson, leaders wow. from all over the world coming to talk about public policy, not just to talk about what they've done to us, but to talk about what we can do. And that's the big theme of this CPAC, Amen. is we are going to overcome globalism and the International Crisis Summit is bringing together it. a we lot of thought it. leaders to talk about how we can do that. Are we going to keep our sovereignty and crush WHO and all of Geneva, all of those UN? I, I sure the hell hope so. I mean, Tedros, what kind of a guy is this? Is this the guy that we're going to nominate for the unelected leader of the free world, of Did, the entire world? Are they, plan, are they planning something with Disease X? What they're doing with Disease X is they're trying to scare us so that we'll accept the international health regulations and these new policies that are going to tax all of you, by the way. Their plan is that you're going to be taxed 
to support the, the WHO and their IHRs and their new pandemic treaty and the billions of dollars they want to spend on global surveillance of everything. Wow. Okay, can we get, Dr. Malone, you got your Substack, all your, you got your documentaries, all your writings, where do people go, your social media, and where do they go specifically to find out for the next, for Friday and Sunday, what's going on over in the, uh, was it the Cherry Blossom Room? Cherry Blossom Room on Friday, and then we have a smaller breakout room here on Sunday. You're very welcome. And then separately, but in parallel, there'll be testimony in the Kennedy Conference Room in the Senate uh, under the guidance of Senator Ron Johnson. Wow. And that's going to go from 9 in the morning until 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So Tomorrow. all three. No, that's that's Monday. That's Monday. That's so Monday in Friday, the Senate. Friday, Sunday, and Monday. And Monday uh, under Ron Johnson hearings. Amazing. Uh, so where can you go? For me, it's rwmalonemd.substack.com. And it's Getter, Gab, Truth Social, and X at RW Malone MD. And then internationalcovidsummit.com. You can look up International COVID Summit. And I hope to see you there. Uh, and thank you so much for your Christ. support. Guys, we love it. Let's give it for Dr. Malone. Ben Burkwam, and I want to thank, I want to thank Real America's Voice, Robin Parker Sig, the entire team, Harry Burkwam, helping us put on the Lindell TV hour of the war room, Ben Burkwam. You're welcome. You're welcome, ben sir. Here. No, shout out to those guys. I love it, uh, Rob and everybody. All right, tell me your name, where you're from, why is it so important to you? I'm Fernando Abreu. I'm the leader of the one and only right-wing conservative party in the Dominican Republic. We want to reduce taxes. We want to cut the state in half, more than 10 departments. We want to reduce the debt. We are 100% pro-life. We are against illegal massive immigration, in our cases from Haiti, instead of Mexico and these places. And when we're against gender ideology, and we propose, formally propose, and I'm the only one in the world, actually, to vote to formally throw out all of the UN institutions out of the country and come back to the 2030 agenda. Amen, amen. So many people from, coming from all over the world. I love that. And we got the young people over here. Tell me your names, where you're from. I'm Solvay Stallman, and I'm from Yorktown, Virginia. And? I'm Soren Stallman, I'm from Yorktown, Virginia. And what is the most, uh, the, the best part, what are you looking forward to the most at CPAC? I want to see Trump, and I want to see Tucker, too, because nice to Tucker, Tucker for VP, honestly, though. Tucker for, hey, we got a Tucker for VP. And you, Solvay? I personally like Carrie Lake, but maybe Tucker. I love Carrie Lake as well. All right, Steve, the young people. We got the Dominican Republic, and we got the young people in the house with the brick suit in the back. It wow. doesn't get any better than that. Wow, fantastic. Okay, I want to give a big shout out to Alternative for Deutschland, the European Parliament, Christina Anderson. Our audience knows you from Come on the War Room, but they really know you from all your great speeches and throwing down. Talk to us first. I, I gave an interview to German TV today. It's so biased. I try to talk to our, about Alternative for Deutschland, all our compatriots over there, all the people I know are so great, and they just shudder. People, I don't think, understand. German media does not even want to talk about the rise of Alternative for Deutschland. Why are you guys at 33 percent in the polls? Yeah, well, that's a very interesting question. Why are we? Because um, the former Conservative Party in Germany, the Christian Democrats, and the former Libertarian Party, the Free Democrats uh, for Germany, are no longer conservative. They're completely left and green-leaning. They pretty much occupied their uh, turfs. 
So um, there was no opposition anymore in Germany, and that's when the hour of my party actually came about. So we were founded in 2013, and ever since then, we've been crucified, we've been demonized. Uh, they've just about pulled any trick on us. And the latest they say trick, they're going to try to put you in jail, they're going to debank you, they're going to yeah, take you off there. All of it. All, all of, of it. There's even talk about banning us in Germany right now. So, banning you um, as a political party banning us as a political party. And uh, what triggered it uh, was like this so-called top secret conference that my party supposedly held, which they didn't, uh, that took place at the end of November. They're talking about deportations. They weren't talking about deportation. That's a lie. Don't repeat those freaking lies. No. What we're well, actually we talking talk, about... But we talk what, about deportations here. Yeah, well, no. We, we, need, no, we, we actually need, came... We need to deport 10 million illegal alien invaders in this country. No, no, no. no, no. But what we're actually talking about is remigration, which is a concept uh, which aims at... Hold on, I love well, not, Remigration? Not, remigration, okay. yeah. Well, not cater, not cater to the needs of these illegal immigrants which are not even immigrants at this point anymore. It's an evasion at this point, right? So um, can you don't say, cater can you to them. Can you say invasion in Germany and be on the media? If you say invasion, are you cut oh, off? I'm done. You're done. I'm, I'm so done. But you know what? I don't freaking care. I say it anytime I wish. <laughs> That's, by the way, the reason they hate me so much. So anyway, uh, yeah, they came up with this story that we wanted to deport and this, this secret plan we had which isn't secret that all, you know, it's in our program, but they rounded up all the people and they're taking to the streets and uh, actually protesting against the only opposition you have in Germany. And when did you guys hear heard the last time that the government called on the people to take to the streets to fight the opposition? When have you heard that the last time? Well, I can tell you it happened in GDR, but I thought we had overcome that system. But here we are again. You've become an international favorite of our audience because of what you talked about, the vaccines and COVID and the pandemic. You've been worked up about that again. Give us your latest thinking on that. Where do we stand? Because we hear the WHOs, uh, we're about to sign a treaty that's going to give our sovereignty away to these faceless bureaucrats uh, in Tedra's group in, uh, in, in Geneva that, as Natalie knows, is run by the CCP. Well, what I've been saying all along is like this whole COVID madness, all of the, the restrictions that uh, redefining fundamental rights into privileges that the government can hold, uh, grant or withhold, depending on how you behave, by the way. Um, that, that was just a test balloon. And they needed to figure out how far they could go, what they needed to do to get you all into compliance, right? But that was just a first kind of step. And now what we're seeing WHO, you know, so granting a non-elected body governing powers has no, nothing to do with democracy. And that's what we're looking at. And the next thing you're talking about is uh, that we, we need to save the planet now. So they're erecting all these 15-minute ghettos. And please do not call them 15-minute cities. They're 15-minute ghettos. They're erecting all of that. And they're already talking about like, uh, climate lockdowns. That's going to be the next step. They will impose like the digital green certificate, the COVID pass, once again, a test balloon. They will implement like carbon dioxide passes where you have to prove to the government that you did not produce too much carbon dioxide. All the while, they don't freaking give a damn. So they want you to eat bugs. 
while they still have their yummy steak. But I'm going to tell you right here and now, I'm not going to freaking eating any bucks. I won't. Obviously, the uh, War Room Posse, our audience, is a formidable force. I would say just ask Kevin McCarthy. Um, but in terms of really changing the debate, the talking points about what's going on in Ukraine, from the European perspective, how has what the War Room audience done, the people who call, the people who have made that, basically a non-starter over here in exposing the corruption, how have they shifted the debate overseas? In, in terms of Ukraine? Yeah. Okay, well, you know, that actually, I will have to go back a long way. Because <laughs> truth, truth be told, this war did not start on February 25 of 2022. At the very latest, it started in November 2014. Amen. Right? With Amen. the events on the Maidan. Modern, modern revolution. Exactly. And what, Run by Victoria what, Newland of the United States of America. Exactly. And what preceded that? And that's the very interesting point. So Ukraine was supposed to join EU. They were supposed to become a member state of EU. But the president Yanukovych back then realized his people, the Ukrainian people, did not want to become a member state of EU. And he honored that request of the Ukrainian people. So he was actually a man of the people, right? He said, they don't want to join you, so no more negotiations talks. It's done. Well, EU will not take no for an answer. And what happened after that? There was a regime change. As you know, Yanukovych, they were done with him. And they put Are you in saying some the United States and, and the EU, the guys in Brussels, will not tolerate if somebody sits there and says, we don't want to be part of this, exactly. they'll be removed? No, they will not take no for an answer. So the, the, the upfront actor on that was EU. But the events that took place on November, November 2014 on the Maidan, that was foreign interference. And uh, what happened there was... In a democracy. People, in a democracy. In a democracy. And uh, what happened there, people took to the streets and they were protesting against the new plans now to do become a member of EU Parliament. And these protesters were shot down. And immediately, at least we in Germany were told, there was pro-Russian rebels. Well, we know now it wasn't pro-Russian rebels. These people were shot down by the Ukrainian authorities. They shot down their own people. And that's why I say the war started the very latest in November 2014 with the events. We had Nigel Farage on here a little while ago uh, talking about Brexit and how that was the predicate for Trump's victory in November of 2016. Would alternative for Deutschland at some time in the future talk about Germany, when you guys take power, talking about Germany exiting the EU? Well, I do all the time, yes. Well, you know, just looking at it, it it's a hellhole. The European Union is a hellhole, and it has nothing to do with democracy. It's not only undemocratic, it's downright anti-democratic. And uh, truth be told, if Germany just left the EU, the freaking green left party would be over, because they wouldn't have any money anymore to fund their stupid Amen. ideological stuff. Are you the most dangerous woman in Germany? <laughs> You know what? I don't know. 
Are you the most dangerous person in Germany to the system? That could be true. I don't know. No, the thing is this. Um, you know, that's what I've came, come to realize. Uh, people, and we saw, we've seen this in the last three years, most people just complied with whatever the government asked of them because they were afraid of what the government might do to them if they didn't comply. Truth be told, people should be way more afraid of what the government will do if you do comply. So take away the weapon. Don't be afraid anymore. Just let them threaten you with whatever they want. As long as you're afraid they have power over you, don't be afraid. Let them do whatever they want, but they will not grind you down. Can we give it up for Christina Anderson? Christina Anderson, one of the most bravest women in the world. Are you going to be the Trump of Germany? You know what? That would be really great, but I think there is no second Trump. Trump is the one and only. All right. But, uh, by the way, social media, how do people follow you, website, until you're permanently banned everywhere, where do they go? <laughs> well, I hopefully will not be banned on, on social media. So on Twitter, it's like uh, Anderson, AFD, MDEP, you find me there. Other than that, just Google me. You will stumble across me every freaking place. Do we love her or what? Thank you. Ben Burkwam. You just told me, uh, January 6th, or you were talking to on the way. Yeah, um, I'm Jen Baker. I'm a J6 advocate, and I was talking to a J6 prisoner, and I was telling him about your episode of when you were in Chicago and how they were saying that the blacks will be behind Trump. And he said that in prison, the blacks are behind Trump. Even in prison. Even in prison. Incredible, incredible. God bless you. God bless all the January 6th political prisoners. Sir, your name? What you doing here? Commander Jay Furman. I run for Congress down South Texas, Congressional District 28. I love that. Where can people get more information about your campaign? We're at CommanderFurman.com or JayFurman.com. Come see us. We're doing something different. You're going to take back South Texas. Texas is America's Alamo, and District 28 is the center of that because the Alamo is in District 28. Amen. God bless you, sir. All right, right here. Sandra Solstrom, Houston, Texas, Harris County, and I just want to encourage you all. To, all I did was uh, work a poll, take down simple observations, send it into the, the lawyers, the GOP lawyers, and one of the um, the federal charges. There are fe literally as a federal charge. It got lifted up high, and wow. everybody was everybody in the election who had to have read the election manual got a warning. Is Texas Do going not. blue? Never. Is Texas going blue? No. If we lose Texas, we it's lose over. it all, right? It's over. It's, it's over. over. Okay. And it hurts me to say that. Shut the Texas border down. down. Texas everything, but it is. Yeah. Um, shut the government down. Do what? Shut the government down. Shut the border down. Can, In uh, that uh, you're order. Saying right now, as a Texan, if they don't shut down the border, if Biden doesn't do it, you want... Mike Johnson, these guys have shut down the government? I want to go the other way around. Okay, you guys agree? Yeah. Speaker Johnson? 100%, Steve. Hang on one second. We got Dr. Sean here in the house. Rollin from Jace Medical. Let's give it up for him. Now, first off, give us an update on Maui. You were there. You're one of the uh, rescue people. What's the lay? I'm hearing all kind of conflicting stories coming out of there. Well, yeah, I, you know, I'm out not too far from Maui, and... Uh, seeing the devastation there firsthand right after the fires and helping dig through the rubble and helping people with with really with their medical needs at the time was 
it was hard. Um, and now we've, you know, it's been months now, uh, and there's still just a lot of confusion about how these people are going to Are they rebuild. stealing their land? I hear billionaires are going in and buying the land up cheap. Is that happening? I mean, I, I can't tell you it's happening for sure or not, but uh, I've heard the same talk. Okay. Um, the CCP right now, a huge story on Drudge today, Link, Ray's telling us they've done more cyber attacks in the last couple of months than they've ever done. I, I just left Frank Gaffney. We did a two-hour session. People are talking about they're going to move on Taiwan. If any type of movement at all, are they going to shut down our full access to the supply chains in China? Yes. I mean, that's something I can tell you. I, I think absolutely. You know that categorically. Yeah, I think, you know, just look at today. We had uh, Choice Healthcare was a victim of this cyber attack. You tell me the pharmaceutical company, was it, or pharmacy? They're, they're, a, they're a healthcare company that's owned by Optum and United Health Group, which accounts for about 30% of America's records. 30% of the records, and they were cyber attacked? They were cyber attacked today, and specifically, now the, these guys can't fill their, their prescriptions. Uh, the pharmacies are unable to communicate and, and get these, these medications dispensed. Uh, the cyber Hold attack- if you if you have a prescription, you can't get it fulfilled at this pharmacy right now, 30% of the people. Right, right. And and these attacks are increasing every year, and you're absolutely right. China's stranglehold on our pharmaceutical supply chain is, it's, it's, it's why we're here, it's why I'm here. So talk to us about how are you gonna solve this for these people? What do they need to do? Where do they need to go? What, they, what questions do they need to ask? Because a lot of guys say, hey, it's China, it's the supply chains, isn't it too theoretical? Do I really need to do this? Yeah, I think days like today or any time you might be in the middle of a natural disaster or traveling overseas, it's not theoretical. Uh, it's one of those things. I'm, I'm a physician. I, I, I tell Steve this every time. I'm not a salesman. but I, I noticed. <laughs> but I feel... This is painful. I feel so passionate about... about uh, about this cause, which is, which is that What's we are- What's the cause? That we are That, that the audience of people in the United States don't understand they're at risk against a mortal enemy. They're doing cyber attacks. And the one way to dispirit the American people is to make sure they can't get their medicines. 100%. We, 100% of our medicines are coming from overseas. So this risk is real. 100%. 100%. How do we let that happen? Money, follow the money. Uh, you know, when generic medications, they're not patented. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of uh, money to be made. We shipped all this production overseas. In it's the a 90s. volume business, right? And yeah. They'll do volume. Yeah. Because they got slave labor. And so, and it's not just us, it's the entire world. We stand in line with everyone else when it comes to where do our medications come from and accessing these medications. So, yes, we need more transparency in, across the pharmaceutical supply chain. We need more action by the FDA. That's all stuff down the road. Right now, the only thing we can do is be individually empowered to do something for our own health. Okay, and where do they go to empower themselves? So that's Jace Medical, J-A-S-E medical.com. We're here to provide prescription medications and other services specifically for emergency Now, all the states are a little different. So when they go on your site, you'll put them in touch with somebody. They'll talk to somebody in their state to make sure this is all hunky-dory. Yep, we, uh, we use only board-certified physicians. We use licensed pharmacies, and everything is, everything is above board. Uh, it's a telemedicine process. You're right, individual, depending on your state. Go to the website, and, and it'll just guide you through the whole process. Okay. It takes a few minutes. What's your social media? Where do they go one last time? So it's Jace Medical, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. This guy's one of the good guys. Make sure you go check it out. Can we give it up for Dr. Sean? Ben Burkwam. Uh, friends all over here, Steve. What's your name? Where are you from? Hello, Maria from Whitestone, Queens, New York. 
And why are you here? I'm here to uh, make sure that uh, we have complete access to the information that we as, as um, Republicans, as Americans, we need information. We need to go home and disseminate the information that we learn here. And I'm also here with Switch to USA, we're the parallel economy. I love it. God bless you. All right, over here, Texas Hi. fighting against child trafficking. That's correct. I'm Stephanie Rocha. I'm with Beyond Trafficking. We assist human trafficking survivors. There's less than 2% of eds available for human trafficking survivors throughout our country. So where's our children at? Where are they going? So in the border situation, you will not believe the things we're seeing right now. God bless ben, you. Thank, thank you. you very much. Hang on one second right there. We got the great Tina Peters in the house. Can we give it up? The most persecuted woman, God, we had Christina Anderson and now we got Tina Peters. The most persecuted woman in the United States of America. Tell us how it's going. Well, I was supposed to be, the, the final day of court was yesterday. And guess where I am? Right here. All right. <laughs> how did that happen? Well, so uh, I, I, I had to uh, fire my attorneys. Five days before trial. They weren't getting the job done? They weren't getting the job done. Well, they're, oh, they're not as big a fighters as you are? Well, I guess not. So here I am, sa Saturday night. I'm over in California speaking at a church. I said, I've got to make this decision. Fired the attorneys, brought in the new ones. They're the A-team. And uh, Monday morning, I'm, I'm at, at court, right? And I've got COVID. <laughs> Go figure. The doctor prescribed me as, as having COVID. So I have my camera turned off. The attorneys are fighting with each other. This is going on. Here's what happened. The judge gave me three choices. Either I take my attorneys back, either I take my attorneys back, or I, uh, the, the new attorneys start the trial in five days, or I represent myself pro se. Wow. <laughs> they only gave you a five-day break? Yeah, <laughs> to get up to speed. So uh, the next day we came back. I was still feeling bad. Uh, had my camera turned off. The DA says to the judge, says, uh, can you have Miss Peters turn her camera on? So I uh, turned my camera on. I said, I'm sorry, Your Honor, I'm not feeling well. He wanted to, uh, a, a letter. He wanted a letter from the, uh, uh, from the doctor, all this stuff, which I already had. And uh, then all of a sudden my nose starts gushing blood. Oh. And I'm grabbing tissues and the judge. They said cut the camera off, right? And they said. <laughs> Hang on one second. We got a short break. <laughs> Tina Peters on the other side. Let's give it up for her. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N to 989898. Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. 
with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers. You can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, action, action. Beware. When's the last time you checked your home title? Never, right? Cyber criminals may have already forged your name off your home's title. His name is on your home's title. He's going to take out loans using your equity. You won't know until foreclosure notices show up for unpaid home loans he took out on your house. Now, I rely on Home Title Lock to protect my home's title. The instant they detect activity, they mobilize to shut it down. Let me repeat that. The instant they detect activity, they mobilize to shut it down. Question, has some criminal taken over your title? Find out for free when you sign up, code Bannon at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection. Let me repeat that. You get a free comprehensive scan and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection. This is all free. Go to HomeTitleLock, HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com and put in promo code Bannon. That's HomeTitleLock.com and put in promo code Bannon. Take action today. Take the angst of this off of, uh, off of your plate. Don't let these cyber bandits, these cyber thugs, coupled with artificial intelligence, mess with your home equity. Action, action, action. The apples in your holiday pie taste amazing, but it's not exactly the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables. The Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and your cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day, which, as you know, is almost impossible. That's why you need to check out Field of Greens. Every fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs like your heart, your lungs, your kidneys, and your immune system. Yo, folks, the holidays are here, and you need to stay healthy. Plus, you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier. Field of Greens is the simplest way to get those daily fruits and veggies, and it tastes amazing. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com. Use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com fieldofgreens.com. Make sure you take take it today. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Fieldofgreens.com. Promo code Bannon. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. I think you're in the war room. Getting close to happy hour here. Tina Peters, when is the new trial? Your new trial date is when? Okay, July 29th is jury selection to August 12th. So, and July 29th, okay. How can they charge you? These are all federal things, the state court. How can a state court, don't they have the supremacy clause? I mean, all this complicated stuff. How can they charge you? How can Tina Peters be up on these charges when it's a federal election, you're a federal election state? official federal election, how can they do that? Well, when they have a 10-count indictment that has nothing to do with elections, right? So they purposely did that. 
But, you know, I ten was... Count indictment. Are you going to prison longer than President Trump right now? Well, for the rest Hold of... Hold it. The 10 adds up to how many years? He's at 600. The rest of my 700. life. Or 700. Basically, the rest of my life. They would put Tina Peters in jail, yeah. a gold star mother, for the rest of her life. These are the kind of demons we're up against. That's right. That's right. TinaPeters.us. You can watch selection code there. You can see all the... I'm suing Merrick Garland. Did you know that? I, I know that. So hold it. Where do they go for your social media? Where do they go? We're going to have her back here on Saturday before President Trump speaks. Where do people go to find out more about the case, how they assist you, the whole nine yards? Go to tinapeters.us. I've attempted to put everything there. Please go to Tina Peters, easy to remember my name, .us for the United States. And I won't give up. I won't back down. And I won't give in. Tina Peters gave up everything. Her son for this country. She's a gold star mother. These are the demons we're facing, right? Yeah. A gold star mother. They want to put her in prison for the rest of her life. Do we support Tina Peters? Yeah. Are we ever going to back down on that? Yeah. I love you guys. Tina Thank Peters, you, we love you. We're appreciate always it. here for you. Love you. Thank you keep you. fighting. All right. Appreciate Jane Zerka, what do you got for us? I you to CPAC. Uh, my name is Anna DeLeo. I'm from Anna Paulina's uh, district in Clearwater, Florida. Do we love Anna Paulina Luna? Yes, we definitely do. And I am the daughter of an Italian immigrant who came here in the 1920s to Ellis Island legally. And what's something you want to hear President Trump talk about? Detain and deport. Okay, detain and deport. Your name and what brings you to CPAC? My name is Janice Colmurray, and we are from the great state of Delaware, which we prefer to call Julianne Murray country. And uh, patriotism brings me to CPAC. What's something you want to hear President Trump talk about? Close those borders and get them out. Close the borders. Back to you, Steve. Jane Zirkel, one more. Pick one more out of the crowd. By the way, the Your people name are waiting over here. To CPAC. Over My name is here. Chris Rowe. I'm the... Uh, Basically, Julianne Murray's campaign manager. We're here from Delaware. Julianne Murray. Hold yes, it. sir. Julianne Murray. Julianne Murray, City. absolutely. And that what girl's we, a fighter, isn't she? She's our gal, man. She, she is. is. Uh, what I'd like to see is President Trump drill, drill, drill. We can get the price of oil down. We can put the pressure on Russia. We can put the pressure on Iran so they... The bottom line is gone, and they can't fund these terrorist units. Hold, that's the way to go. He only wants to be dictator for one day to do that. Yeah, right that's, that's all it'll take. Right, Steve? Thank you, brother. Okay, in the house, Lieutenant Colonel Tulsi Gabbard. Aloha. Good to see everybody. You just rocked the house in here inside. Our folks are here. Tell us what, tell us what the main part of your speech was. The main message and, and the warning bells I'm sounding here today and across the country, Steve, is about how our democracy is under attack. Uh, Abraham Lincoln warned in his speech to the Lyceum about how the real threat to our country can only come from within. And if we are not careful, we will commit that suicide ourselves. Well, that threat from within is occurring right now. And the only ones who can save us as a country, as a republic from destruction, is we the people, all of us, recognizing that if we cherish peace and freedom, we have to take our country back. What Lincoln said, all the powers on earth could not come and take a drink, I think, out of the Ohio River, yes. where it meets the Mississippi, but that we would collapse Right. We would collapse. And if that collapse, if the collapse would come because of internal. Do you think it's as dangerous today 
President Lincoln gave us that warning in about 1858. That's right. Do you think it's as dangerous today as it was then? Uh, I think it, it, yes, potentially. This is the most dangerous time I have seen in my life. I can say that for certain. I've never been one of those politicians who many of you have probably heard from year after year after year. They say, this is the most important election of our time. We need you to get out and vote. We need you to give money. I've never said that before until this election, which is why I'm doing all that I can to help spread this message far and wide, regardless of your political party, regardless of which candidate you like or you don't like. Our founders, as you know, Steve, had really big differences and disagreements sometimes fierce debates on a lot of issues, but ultimately they came together around our founding principles. Now is that time that we the people need to do the same. President, President Trump in uh, 16, after we won, you were, you were still a, a congressman, Democrat congressman, but you did come up and interview with President Trump. He was absolutely blown away. We selected uh, Rex, uh, was it Tillis? We selected somebody else. You were I can't there. remember his name. You, yeah, no. <laughs> You were there for Secretary of State. You were not selected. Nikki Haley was there, got you in. In hindsight, do you wish we had moved and offered you a, a position in the administration? And if you had taken it, what would you have done differently than we did in, in those early years? Um, that, that's a huge question. Of course, I would have loved to have been in a position to help shape the foreign policy you of our country. Been, you would have been in a Trump administration? Yes. My, my, my commitment has always been and continues to be how and where can I best serve our country? Period. You're, Full you're, stop. You're, you're, a, you're a lieutenant colonel. You just got promoted. You're a lieutenant colonel. Yes. U.S. Army? Army Reserve. Yes. Army Reserve. What brand, uh, Infantry? What brand? I am a civil affairs officer. We are known in the wow. Army as the warrior diplomats. Wow. Wow. I Those love it. Those ones that really go in to the, to the combat zones and the, sort the, things out. <laughs> The, the, real, the real thing when we talk about foreign policy, and there's too many issues to get into here in detail, but fundamentally we need leaders in our country, in the administration, elected leaders who are shaping our foreign policy with the objective of acting in the best interests of the American people and our national security. Too often we have politicians with knee-jerk emotional reactions saying we need to go topple this dictator or punish this dictator or do this or do that without even thinking about how this will affect us, how it will affect the American people, how it will affect our economy, how it will affect our security. Fundamentally, that is the most uh, direct change that we need to see in our foreign policy that crosses both party lines. But you even then warned President Trump about Syria, about what was going on, about the administrative state, the deep state, moves that you thought we're not done in the best. And you saw this in your, in your service to the country. You said, yes. hey, I don't think this is the best interest of the country. Do you think it's gotten worse since then? It has gotten worse, and it's become more brazen and happening in broad daylight. When we talk about the national security state, and unfortunately, and, and President Trump has talked about how he's, he, he saw and learned a lot of lessons uh, because of the people who were put in positions like John Bolton and others who, who pretty openly rejected President Trump's policies then, and the bureaucrats in the State Department and the Department of Defense who were actively undermining directives delivered by the commander-in-chief and gloating about it, hang it on, being celebrated on, by on. the mainstream as media. You're, as, you're, as you're taught uh, as an Army Reserve officer, now a lieutenant colonel, 
Uh, hit, hit me with that again. You're saying that there are actual directives from the commander-in-chief that are brazenly not being followed by the Department of Defense, yes. not just the civilian branch, yes. but also the uniformed services? Yes. yes. That's a pretty bold statement. It, it's, it's, it's a fact. It's a fact. And it's, this, is in, this is not a secret. Uh, this is a well-known fact. Why is this such a huge problem? Because our system of governance in this democratic republic was built upon we the people choosing who we want to serve in these positions of leadership. So when we make a choice for who our commander in chief is going to be, bureaucrats in the State Department or Department of Defense, they think so little of the American people that they will try to enact their policies and reject the person that the people have chosen to lead as president and commander in chief. That, that is the seriousness of what occurred with no consequence, no punishment, no accountability. But this is what we are facing now. We've just seen even the other day, President Biden's administration is openly admitting they're already taking steps, administrative steps to be able to prevent Donald Trump if he is elected again to enact the policies that he is running on in this campaign. They have no respect for the American people. That's the most offensive thing that angers me most. This is not about one candidate or another candidate. They have no respect for the American people. This isn't about agreeing or disagreeing with policies. If we have people in power who are no name, not accountable, unelected, who have no respect for the American people in our system of democracy, that's how we lose our democracy. In the NDAA, they slipped in, the Senate slipped in a provision, a new law, in fact, that the commander-in-chief cannot get us out of a treaty. In your mind, is that unconstitutional? It is. It is. To, to preemptively prevent a future and president do, and from being able so to he can't fulfill negotiate. his responsibility. And, and they're doing that so he can't negotiate with NATO? Yes. Yes. It, it's, it's interesting when, when we look at the, the recent issue and the topic of conversation around NATO, but really... Many of these other foreign policy conversations, if you take a position or, or ask a question or challenge the mainstream narrative, there is no room for debate or dialogue about, again, this fundamental question, does this serve the American people's interests or not? You can't even have that conversation. You're immediately smeared and called a, a puppet of Putin or a Russian asset which should tell everyone who's listening and watching, when you see this, you should know that they respond in that way because they, they're not willing to have the dialogue because they're afraid they will be defeated. They can't answer these questions that you deserve answers to. So you're, you are named as Tucker and some other people as one of the leaders of the America First Movement, one of the intellectual leaders of the American First Movement. How would you compare that? You said John Bolton a minute ago. He would proudly say he's a neocon. How, what, how would you compare and contrast America first versus neocon in policies that affect this country? Neocons are eager to take us to war in an exercise of strength, I suppose, but they don't actually think through or care about the cost and consequences of our country. They are not acting in our country's best interest. So people like John Bolton, people like Nikki Haley and others who are avowed neocons, their first response generally is to drop bombs and go to war. 
They haven't thought through what the consequences of those actions are. And you and I, Steve, know how serious those actions are and how carefully they need to be thought through. One of the first things you learn is there are veterans who are standing here today, whether you are an enlisted NCO or an officer, some of the very first lessons that you learn is you've got to know what your mission is. You've got to know what your objective is because when you're in battle and things go crazy, you've got to be able to adjust. You've got to know what your objective is and what you're trying to accomplish and your exfil strategy. How are you going to get out? These are basic questions that some of our foreign policy self-appointed leaders are unable to answer themselves about the things that they're advocating for this country, which is why we've seen the foreign policy debacles over the last two decades that we have. The changes in American politics, you know, the more the populist, nationalist, America first drive of the MAGA movement, this audience, um, you were a Democratic congressman. Now you're giving a main stage speech on Thursday afternoon, one of the prime spots in, at CPAC. You are, um, obviously you're on the ballot here or on the poll here for vice president. News. I didn't know that. Yes, you're, you're, you're on the poll here. Well, media's reporting, and I, I don't need you to confirm or not, but the reporting, already conversations may be starting as you as a potential vice president on the short list. People are also saying she would be perfect as secretary of defense. What would be the two or three things that you would advise President Trump as, let's say, even a senior advisor to him after he wins that should be among the top priorities of his focus? Well, obviously, the border is, is a foremost concern That's your foremost to us concern. All. Is that an invasion? As an, army officer, as an army officer, is that an invasion? It is. There, there is an, a, a growing national security threat because of the Biden-Harris administration's open border policy. There is a humanitarian crisis at the border. We have no idea who is coming in our country. We know it is people from all over the world. Donald Trump knows how to secure the border, and I know that's a number one priority. I think that in every area of our government, he needs to put people in place who have the strength and backbone to take on the Washington establishment. And that includes the people who you may see on TV, but it includes the entrenched people who've been working in these bureaucracies for a very long time who refuse to change. This requires real strength and leadership and focus on doing what's best for the American people first. Let's say, amazing, let's say President Trump said, I would like you to be my Secretary of Defense. The top one or two things you would do at the Pentagon today to sort out this mess, because this is a veterans movement of people that have either served their country, their children are people who served, or they have young, they have their sons and daughters in the military. They are very focused on what's happening in national security. What would be your recommendations if he asked you to be Secretary of Defense? What would be your recommendations to President Trump? Let, let me start by telling you, Steve, how I was talking with a friend of mine who uh, is a veteran who proudly served our military, who told me that if any of his children asked him whether or not they should join our military today, it breaks his heart to know that his answer to that would be no. As Secretary of Defense, we need to make sure that our military gets back to the business of being war fighters, of being trained and ready to defend our nation, the safety, security, and freedom of the American people. There are so many distractions, so much lack of accountability. There was a four-star general, General Rainey, who just said in an interview recently, he's the future's command commander, 
And he's, he's one of the only generals I think I've ever heard say this. He said that there has been very little accountability in our military, especially amongst general officers. And that needs to change. We need leaders who will lead by example, who put the well-being of our troops ahead of their own careerist interests. And we need to get our, uh, the fact that the, the, the Department of Defense still fails to pass any kind of audit should be unacceptable to all Americans. There is so much waste, fraud, and abuse within the military-industrial complex. We've got to rein that back in and focus our energy and our money towards defending our country. Do we need a $1 trillion national security defense bill? I have a hard time defending that. There needs to be a serious accounting of how our money is being spent and where that money is being used. I'm a battalion commander of an Army Reserve unit right now, and I see how... Uh, you, you know, military coins, you've got the challenge coins, right? As a commander, you give out those coins to your soldiers. Did you know that we are required to account by name every single coin that we give out to hold accountable the 5 or $10 it costs to, to create that coin? But then you've got the Department of Defense saying, oops, we lost $4 billion. Oh, we found it, so we're going to give it to Ukraine. Oh, we can't account for over a trillion dollars that was spent in Afghanistan. Oops, sorry. These things are never fixed or changed. And as you know, it's always the people at the bottom who are told to embrace the suck, live in crappy barracks. I went and turned on the water in the barracks near where we are. Brown water came gushing out of that shower for five minutes. This is what our soldiers are enduring, and yet... Where is all this money going? We've got to take care of our people, allow them to do what they signed up to do, to train and be ready, and get and hold our leaders accountable. Give me one. Uh, tell us about the book. What's in it? What's it going to tell yes. us? And where do the people go to get it's it? It's going to the printer tomorrow. I've been working on this book for a while. <laughs> Uh, my this book, Tony, thank you. This is Tony Lyons, this is Regnery, right? Tony Lyons, Regnery, Skyhorse Publishing. The book out? comes out in April. It is available for pre-orders now on Amazon. Uh, for Love of Country, it talks about some of the reasons I left the Democrat Party and why I'm encouraging others to do the same. It speaks to the very real internal threats that we face in our country, and it's a call to action for we, the people, to save our country. Can we give it up, by the way, where to Tulsi, where they go to get more information about you, social media, your website, how do people that don't know much about you Thank find you. out more? Uh, yes, at Tulsi Gabbard across social media, TulsiGabbard.com uh, on my website. And again, if you've got friends or family who are not quite sure what they want to do in this election, maybe they're Democrats who are disappointed with the direction the party has gone, or independents, or people who just haven't quite figured it out yet, encourage them to read this book because it provides a very compelling list of reasons why they need to make the right decision this November. Let's give it up for Tulsi Gabbard. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Good to see you. Aloha. How, how many are going to vote for for VP in the poll? <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Cur Lieutenant Colonel Tulsi Gabbard. Jane Zirka, we got 30 seconds. Name and what brings you to CPAC? Uh, Andrew, Andrew, Bannon, tell us what's going to happen next. Show me those books that you have. I see the indictment. Yep. Wow. The indictment. Are you excited to read War Room books? Oh, absolutely. Anything by Steve guy. Bannon is a much read there. Right so. so we awesome. Take a hit. The great Greg Price.
was here. He's going to join me tomorrow morning. Be back here at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be in the war room. Stick around for Lou Dobbs. For war room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Dot com, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroom Health, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out.